Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and obviously I'm traveling, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're actually going to be talking about Google, because Google has a new lawsuit pending at the Supreme Court that may actually kill the internet as we know it. Now, before we dive into the article, which is from Bloomberg, I have to say for the record, I've always been an advocate of Section 230, which is essentially at the crux of this. Now, uh, Section 230 is not perfect. Don't get me wrong. It never has been. But for the most part, it has upheld free speech online here in the United States for years, obviously taking good with bad, all that kind of stuff. And so understand where I'm coming from here with Section 230. But let's talk about what is actually going on in the next couple of days. And this is coming, as I said, from Bloomberg. The case basically is Gonzalez v. Google, and it could end uh, basically upend the modern internet economy, not to mention you know businesses everywhere online. And so a ruling against Google would likely leave internet companies Everything from social media platforms to travel websites, online marketplaces, et cetera, et cetera, scrambling to essentially reconfigure their businesses to avoid costly lawsuits from, from their patrons. Now, the case is being argued on February 21st, so basically next Tuesday, and it's going to test whether Google's YouTube, their YouTube platform, can actually be held liable for Islamic State terrorism videos, basically as specifically making automated recommendations, meaning I'm going through Google, and I don't know, maybe I want to get my terrorism on and it starts promoting or pushing me their AI saying, hey, why don't you go watch the Islamic State terrorism videos? And here we are. Now, the company is being sued by the family of Nohemi Gonzalez. A Basically, she's a 23 or he's a 23 year old U.S. citizen who was among um, the at least 130 people killed in the coordinated attacks by the Islamic State in Paris, France in November of 2015. Since 1996, the statute basically has been at the center, the center of this case, which is Section 230 of the, of the uh, Communications Decency Act from 1996. And for the record, the Communications Decency Act was completely struck down in its entirety, except for Section 230. And basically, this has traditionally protected online platforms from facing lawsuits for hosting co toxic content and enabled companies to remove posts as they see fit. So the Gonzalez case basically uh, focuses on whether platforms are protected via Section 230 when their algorithms boost toxic materials, videos, and photos. That is an important distinction, and we'll talk about that in a second. So the possibility of a serious Section uh, 230 overhaul has frightened Internet uh, companies, obviously, across the country. This could, for the record, result in less free speech online, fewer fewer recommended playlists, podcasts, product reviews, social media posts, and more. And basically, um, the companies are warning, according to briefs and amicus briefs in the court, meaning the entire internet community and internet corporations are not a fan of this lawsuit at all. YouTube says that a ruling in favor of the Gonzalez family could force it to filter out more content from its platform. It could also threaten lucrative profits from online advertising as well. So it's just possible that the Supreme Court justices could simply choose to narrow down or hand down a narrow ruling that doesn't have widespread impacts. In fact, Eric Schnapper, he is the Gonzalez family's lawyer at the Supreme Court, said they have, quote, tried to stake out a position which will not wreak havoc on the industry. So Supporters of the Gonzalez family say that social media companies are exaggerating how much of an impact this could have. So, for example, Mary Ann Franks, a lawyer with the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative, and I quote, when the tech industry raises these concerns, what they are basically saying is we should we shouldn't be get treated like anybody else. Universities, publishers, they can all get sued and they don't have Section 230 immunity. Now, in some ways, she's right. Absolutely. If you're a publisher, uh, you know, at a university or I'm writing a book or something like that, I don't have section or my publisher doesn't have section 230 immunity. But 
what they have essentially, and I see this all the time because I write for Forbes and also Smirconish of CNN and some other publishers, is that they actually have editors. And so what the distinction is, is that an editor is not just designed to, let's say, clean up my words, my sentence structures, all those kinds of things. They are looking for things that are potentially controversial. If I am writing a book, it's going to go through the editor. It's probably going to go through the legal department of my publisher to make sure that they're not going to get sued if I start making accusations that are demonstrably false. There is a vetting process for a publisher in a way that you posting on social media, whatever stupid, horrible, horrific thing you want, you simply don't have an editor, right? You can publish what you want. Now, here's so I think that's an important distinction to make when we are talking about this. You don't have an editor as you're posting, but here's the thing, and here's what kind of changes the game for the Facebooks and the Googles of the world is artificial intelligence. It is not an equal playing field. Like a week or two ago, I did a video slash podcast that said going viral online is essentially BS. And it is because the AIs can be told to prioritize or deprioritize traffic, not to mention the fact that the AIs are trying to figure out what my potential audience likes and therefore give them more of that, which we found out in Facebook's case was angry content, uh, you know, that basically was getting them more revenue. And so instead of a one-to-one -one situation where I post something and I have the chance to go viral, the artificial intelligence starts pushing it out to the general public. Now, that's where we start to separate from Section 230, where they are protected against me, let's say, harassing somebody on Facebook or Google or whatever it is, they can no longer be pulled in. That was actually decided in a, in a case called Zoran v. AOL when a man named Zoran was being harassed. And so he sued that man, but he also sued AOL for giving that man a platform. That is essentially the birth of Section 230. That has been adjudicated. American Online was not using algorithms to basically push hateful content against Mr. Zoran. But in this case, we have algorithms that have been trained by humans but are left autonomously to, to figure these things out and push these things forward. In this case, they happen to be Islamic State videos, perhaps, uh, you know, their son or daughter, I'm not sure, Nahomi, if that's a male or female name, um, you know, pushed content where that radicalized this person, this person then went to Paris, et cetera, et cetera. And so we've got a very serious problem on our hands because it's not an even playing field. And so by virtue of that, does Section 230 really stick? I think this is the crux of the case where they are now moving into publisher content because the AI is actually making them a publisher in the sense that they are looking at my content and they're looking at your content and saying, well, we shouldn't pump out Nick's content, but we should pump out your content because we think it'll make us more money. Now they're, now they're basically making decisions. Now they're taking, now they're making a stance. They're taking a choice. And that is a distinct uh, difference from simply allowing me to say whatever I want to say, whoever sees it, sees it, whoever's in my ecosystem sees it. Now we're going beyond that. And so I think what's going to happen as a result of this, and obviously I do not know how the court is going to rule. If I did, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably be worth a lot more money because I could just predict those things. But, but what I think is going to happen at the end of the day is that this is going to take a good hard look at Section 230 and, and basically say, is this robust enough? Do we need to expand this? Now, if Section 30, 230 goes away, and that has always been a fear of mine, is that by, by default, the Facebooks, the Googles, et cetera, of the world, not to mention the playlists of the world, now essentially have to stop functioning. Because if they start... Um, if they start pumping out that content, they're going to be out there. Not to mention the fact that now they have to start censoring. So if I start putting out hateful content uh, there that could potentially get them sued, they're just going to start blocking me, which means that's going to be a huge problem, which is why I never understood 
politically on the political spectrum well some people are like yeah well we need more freedom online so let's kill section 230 section 230 is actually protecting you it is not perfect lord knows it is not perfect but it is definitely 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 uh helping you base, basically be able to put out you know controversial content and and not get in trouble for it and not have the platform get in trouble for it as well so I think we're going to see where, I don't know where this is going to go, but the artificial intelligence is going to be the game changer here. And I think that's something that, that we really haven't considered with Section 230. And we've basically blind, turned a blind eye to this problem as the AOLs, I'm sorry, as the Facebooks of the world have essentially pumped out content for years at this point, forcing us uh, to basically look at angry, uh, hateful content by uh, basically by design and by default over other content. And so they stop becoming this equal platform and start becoming in some ways a de facto publisher. So this is going to be an interesting case to see if, a, if Google uh, loses this and loses this hard. This could literally rewrite and change how the internet's going to work. This is not being an alarmist. It simply is. If Section 230 is completely struck down, then what you say online is going to be censored beyond all belief until we get something else in place that protects that right. So this is a huge thing. I think the best course of action would be to create a new robust law that protects our free speech, deprioritizes AI, all those kinds of things, put that into place, and then vote 230 out. That way there's no gap in that space because if they have to retool once, they may not retool again, meaning the platforms, and we might be stuck being censored to the nth degree. So we're going to see where this goes. This is a big one, uh, and I think it's important, so I will obviously keep you up to date on this, and there you go. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, and please subscribe to me at YouTube as well, where hopefully the AI prioritizes my content, although I'm not ISIS. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.